Welcome, I'm Dr. Juan Fernandez, and this is Living the Full Life, where we talk about your health and how to achieve it to the fullest. As always, I want to remind you, you were created to be healthy, feel good, look great, and enjoy your life. My job is to teach you how to align your life so you can make these things happen. So I want to welcome you to the show today. Today, we're going to be diving into neck pain and forehead posture. Um, I'm talking about that because it is a um, a big problem with a lot of people, um, you know, when they're, they're experiencing not only neck pain and uh, forehead, forehead posture along with the headaches and the numbness and tingling down the arms along with the actual uh, trigger points and all these different things that actually come about. So we'll be focusing more on that forehead posture and what that does. And obviously we'll dive into the neck pain and everything else that I talked about. So uh, again, I'll, as always, I want to also remind you, you can find us on Facebook at Full Life Chiropractic and find us on Instagram at Full Life Chiropractic. You can find us on the internet at AskDrJuan.com. You can find us by calling our office at 937-552-7364. You can press option two if you want to talk to our team members. If not, you can simply text that number. Again, 937-552-7364. Also, we do have a dinner coming up. We do a dinner every month. So our dinner just took place this past week. Our upcoming dinner, the next one is February 12th, 6.30 p.m., at Basil's and Troy, and again, obviously this past one, obviously it was a little cold. Uh, we had a good turnout uh, given the conditions, but obviously this this next one hopefully is not frigid temperatures. But at the end of the day, if you're interested in finding out what it is that we do, how we do it, how we approach health naturally without drugs and surgery, obviously give us a shout. Again, you can text the word dinner to 937-552-7364. So uh, before I dive into the topic, I always like to get started by talking about what is that drives me? What gets me fired up? Why is it I get so passionate about what I do as a chiropractor? And it's all because of my mom. Um, you know, I am a mama's boy at heart, <laughs> you know, as they say, um, you know, and it's all because of the phone call she, 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 you know, she, she gave me uh, almost 10 years ago now. So that's what I was trying to think. Like if February, uh, this, you know, next month will be literally 10 years since I got this dreaded phone call nobody wants. And that was a phone call from my mom to tell me she'd been diagnosed with breast cancer. Uh, of course, as soon as she told me that, she starts crying on the phone. Then, of course, I start crying because my mom is my hero. Um, you know, my mom did everything she could to provide for us, uh, her children, three of us, um, my brother, my sister, and I. And um, literally, she would go run through walls, hell or high water. She really did everything she could to provide for us when we were you know, at a young age. So just seeing her tenacity and her, and her, and you know, her, her demeanor towards facing challenges, it was, it was actually really, really sad to hear her, you know, like, man, like this person who I, I see as invincible, of course, you know, in my young eyes back when I was a kid now has cancer, you know, and I was of course like devastated. Uh, and one of the first questions I can muster up as I was like choking up and crying myself, I was like, what are you going to do? She says, son, I'm not doing the conventional treatment. And I'm like, well, that's what you're supposed to do. Like, what are you talking about? She's like, look, I, I, too many friends and family have done that. I'm not doing that. I don't want to have the same outcome they did. So I'm going to do something. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm like, okay, well, I know that I, I don't know what else to do, but I know one thing. I know uh, what I'm learning right now. Back then I was in, in the middle of school learning about the human body and understanding how it heals and it functions, all the nerves and all the stuff. And I'm like, Mom, you know, I know that God put an awesome power in your brain, and that's what controls your body and allows your body to function and heal. So, you know, if you're not going to do anything conventional, like, 
let's get your spine checked and at least give you the best, you know, whatever amount of life you have left, give you the best chance at living that. So my mom got her spine checked. She got x-rays um, of her neck uh, and her low back. So the ones of the neck were the most uh, atrocious, uh, I guess, for lack of a better term. And we saw her x-rays, the side view of the neck, which is I'll be talking about that today. My mom had lost a hundred percent of the curve in her neck. Her neck was supposed to be forty-five out of forty-five degrees. She has zero out of forty-five degrees, which is not normal. Um, you know, we look at the other X-ray, the front to back. So there's a side view X-ray and it's a front to back X-ray. This the side view X-ray showed that it was zero out of forty-five degrees. The one from the front to back X-ray showed that she had a bend in her spine in the upper thoracic region, so like between the shoulder blades area. So she had a deviation off to the side. Um, and when I saw that, I'm like, well, that's not helping anything. I, I don't know if it's causing anything, but it's definitely not helping. And then, you know, and intuitively I kind of knew, I'm like, you know, and that makes sense as to why you've had low, you know, upper back pain, neck pain, headaches, uh, chronic sinus infections, all these different things that my mom would always be complaining about. And then she would go to doctors, she would take the over the counter medications and she would go to the doctors and they would give her more medications, recommend surgery. She wouldn't do those. And then literally like, at the end of the day, you fast forward her life 10, 20, 30 years down the, down the road. And guess what? My mom now, you know, at that time, had, you know, was diagnosed with cancer. So I, I finally asked him, like, you know, I've been telling you for years, mom, to do healthy stuff to, like, prevent this exact situation. And I get it. We're not in charge of everything. And God uh, allows things to happen for us to learn lessons and, you know, build character. But, like, I've been telling you for years to exercise, do, do you know, things that are good for you. Like, why are you doing things different now? You're not doing the conventional and the stuff you've always done. So she says, son, it is simple. I finally realized that I can die, and I want to see my grandchildren grow up. And for those grandchildren she's referring to, I always talk about them every single week. Um, you know, it's my, my, my daughter, Eden, who's 10, uh, my daughter, Eve, who's 8, John Luke, who's 5, and Ellery, who's two and a half years old. So my mom chose to take responsibility for her health in order to afford my kids, nieces, and nephews the opportunity of having a grandma in the future. And because of that, I'm happy, blessed to report, and thankful that my mom is still alive today. Literally 10 years, nearly 10 years post-diagnosis, even though she was told you will be dead in six months if you don't do our treatment. So she chose differently, and this is why I, I get on radio and I talk about a different topic every week is because – I want you to choose different, and, uh, and, uh, and the things that I want you to choose different about are things that are not as serious as cancer, right? Uh, sometimes, you know, a, a pain in the neck or low back, a slip disc or something like that is way, way more detrimental immediately as far as, like, the amount of pain, agony, and what you can and cannot do, right? But I, I want you to change your life now, not for me, not for, not for anybody other than yourself and your family and the people that you love and that love you, right? That's the reason why I, I share this message uh, of natural healthcare because there there are alternatives to you know taking care of your health. So again, today we're going to be talking about neck pain and forehead posture, and that is absolutely a, a crucial thing. And you know, so we're going to dive into that topic because it, it, I feel as though, based on what I've seen in over half a decade of practice, you know, um, I've seen literally thousands of cases with this being the number one culprit and it literally it cascades all the way down to the spine and the rest of the body and it affects it uh in a negative impact so i'm sure all of you have heard of text neck or tech neck now i i know at the beginning it was text like texting neck but now it's called tech t-e-c-h neck like technology neck 
because typically when we're utilizing technology, we're looking down, um, you know, towards our hands, right? So because of that, you know, obviously you're putting a strain on the neck. So I like to start by going over like what normal is and what normal, you know, normal function in anatomy. So we understand if you understand normal, then you know what abnormal is. Right. So if you said normal and what it's supposed to do and how it's supposed to look, then you know what abnormal looks like. This is a case in point as to why in our practice we actually have a process in how we educate our patients like we and I'm going to go on a little bit of a soapbox here. Uh, we are not the typical practice that like you come in, get popped, and then you leave and you come again when it hurts again. That is not who we are. Uh, and again, like if there's other practice like that, we don't, we don't, as we say, like in the young, you know, vernacular, like, we don't hate on those people. Like th- those doctors are doing great things. That's just how we choose not to do things. So we don't do things that way. Right. Uh, and there's a myriad of, and, and million and one reasons as to why, but legitimately like we want to make sure that you understand what's going on with your case. And, and, you know, it's funny in our practice, we do a first appointment and we do your examination and x-rays, second appointment. It, you know, we do the adjustment if it's feasible, safe to move forward and do so. We may take additional uh, x-rays if needed, depending on what we found. And then the third point, we actually educate you on what you should be looking for, right? So we educate what you should be looking for because, again, I think it's irresponsible for me, for me myself, this is my standard for me, Dr. Juan Fernandez, not any other doctor, uh, me, my standard, my practice, for me, my doctors that work under my practice, uh, I think it's res- irresponsible for me to throw a set of x-rays up there and basically just start throwing jargon, scientific terms, and talking to you, uh, and you're a layperson. Like, my dad was a mechanic. He would never would have been able to understand x-rays. My mom, you know, housekeeper slash, you know, food service industry, like, never would understand x-rays. So I think it's, for me personally, irresponsible to just throw x-rays up there and be like, yeah, by the way, you're, uh, uh, you know, blah, 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 scientific term, scientific term. And speaking over people's heads, that's just not I don't I don't like it done to me. I don't do it to other people. Right. I kind of break things down to the layman's terms because that's the way my brain operates. Right. Do I understand the big terms? Of course I do. Right. But there's a process and that's the reason why. So we always establish what normal is for that reason. And again, sorry, sorry for the soapbox or tangent or whatever you want to call it. Right. The rant. But that's the reason why our practice is run the way it is, right? I feel as though that when people understand what's going on with their bodies and they understand what's going on with their structure, they take ownership. And unfortunately, that's called accountability, and most people don't want that anymore. So that's probably why some people uh, do not really kind of jive with our with our process, right? Um, but legitimately, we want you to understand so you can take ownership. Because at the end of the day, like I'm not going to be able to fix your spine if you're destroying it 10 minutes as soon as you walk out of my office doing, you know, crazy things, you know, repetitive motions or ergonomically wrong movements, right? So that's the reason why we establish normal. So for the neck, normal is when you look at somebody from front to back, if you're staring at somebody in the eyes, their head should sit directly in the middle of between their shoulders, right? Like their shin, their nose, everything should be aligned straight from front to back, right? I mean, it shouldn't be the head should not be tilted to the right or left. It shouldn't be slightly rotated to the right or left. Any of those things are abnormal, right? So straight from front to I mean, straight from front to back, looking at somebody, uh, that's what your head should again. No tilting, twisting, you know, torquing, whatever it is, right? From the side, you should be looking at somebody when you look at it from the side, from like the profile. You should be seeing their ear kind of rest uh, the ear, the ear opening, the external auditory meatus. There it is, a big word, right? If I said that to my dad, <laughs> you know, he would have been like, what are you talking about, right? That ear opening, the ear lobe, the hole that goes into your 
brain so you can hear. That hole should be directly above your shoulder. I know the shoulder's like, well, Dr. Juan, the shoulder's like pretty broad, right? Like if you were to literally draw a line and dissect your shoulder in the middle from the side, like if you were to cut it in half, the ear should be directly above that line, right? That's that's where your normal anatomy to the naked eye, posturally, that's where your normal anatomy should be when you're talking about your neck. What happens is that this this position becomes abnormal because of tech, technology neck or life working, you know, uh, typing on computers or you know, digging trenches all day or holding the baby and looking down as you're breastfeeding, all those things take a toll on the position of the neck and then creates a myriad of actual different conditions. So that's exactly what we're going to be diving into in the next segment. Right now, I have to take a quick break. You're listening to Living the Full Life on 1290, 95.7 WHIO, Days is a Talk. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Juan Fernandez, and this is Living the Full Life, where we talk about your health and how to achieve it to the fullest. As always, I want to remind you, you were created to be healthy, feel good, look great, and enjoy your life. My job is to teach you how to align your life so you can make these things happen. So I want to welcome you back to the show today. As always, if you want to find who we are, where we are, what we do, you can search for us on Facebook at Full Life Chiropractic. You can find us on the internet at AskDrJuan.com. You can call our office at 937-552-7364. So, uh, you know, talking about the forehead posture, tech neck, um, you know, neck pain, uh, all those things, uh, I might, I, you know, <laughs> you know, the, the, the title of the show is neck pain and, you know, uh, forehead posture, but I might just change it to tech, tech, tech technology neck, tech neck. Uh, but nonetheless, so um, talking about that topic because obviously it affects a lot of people. Some of the things that I'm gonna about to go over before I move on to like what normal anatomy anatomy is. How do you know if you have tech neck, right? Uh, you know if you have it if you are actually somebody who works with technology most day, most days, right? Uh, and then. You are also feeling um, just the fatigue in your neck. It, it doesn't even start with pain. Like it's not just tech uh, technology. It, it's not just like you know computers and tablets and whatever. Like technology, like driving a tractor. Tractors are technology, right? It's a new technology used to drive a uh, you know uh, two oxen with a yoke and obviously a plow, and, and that's who used to do it, right? Back in the day. So the tractor is a piece of technology so sitting in a vehicle that's also a piece of technology right typically when you're looking forward ahead and you're sitting up in really good posture right like ear over the shoulder and then you slowly over time become fatigued shoulders start slouching forward your head starts protruding forward right all of that leads to tightness in the muscles in the neck so some of the actual symptomatology that you may be experiencing are as follows you might be experiencing number one fatigue tight muscles right those muscles become fatigued because they cannot hold they are not really designed for you to sit in front of a computer for eight hours ten hours a day crunching on taxes or you know balancing the book or whatever the books right so literally your muscles become tight um and that's the first sign that you have tech tech neck right so 
then the shoulders um, become sore as well and kind of like, you know, stiff. Like you can't really move, right? Then eventually over time what happens is that that soreness becomes pain like trigger points. Like in certain spots of your like – if you were to place your hands on your shoulder like trap muscles right above, you know, right by the lower base of the neck and between the neck and the, the external part of the shoulder, the most – to the outside lateral. I'm not trying to use that word, but more lateral, right? So if you feel there, um, you'll feel like some spots in that muscle that are very, very tender. Those are trigger points. So those trigger points over time, they keep you know getting worse and worse. And eventually what happens is that the, the alignment of the bones, the vertebra in your neck, starts sliding out of position. What happens then is that you start putting pressure on the disc. The discs start eventually over time deteriorating as those discs deteriorate then you start causing actual symptomatology to the nerve so then you'll start noticing like not only tight muscles stiffness you'll also start you know uh, experiencing things like numbness and tingling on the arms like down to the fingertips you'll start noticing headaches you'll start noticing just uh pressure in the head not necessarily a headache but just pressure like you're about to get a headache right you might even notice some ringing in the ears or, um, you know, pressure in the ear, you know, changes, blurred vision, all these different things actually have to do with the fact that your neck is going forward. And that is exactly what I'm going to be diving into further into the symptomatology next next segment. But also, what can you do to actually prevent yourself from having it? Even if you are in a position where you have to be, you know, looking at a computer all day, what can you do to actually prevent it from happening? So I have to take another quick break here. You're listening to Living the Full Life on 1290, 95.7 WHIO, Dave's Susan Talk. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Juan Fernandez, and this is Living the Full Life, where we talk about your health and how to achieve it to the fullest. As always, I want to remind you, you can find us on Facebook at Full Life Chiropractic. You can find us on the internet at AskDrJuan.com. You can find us by calling our office at 937-552-7364. You can also find us by searching for these shows on Spotify or iTunes. If you want to share these shows with family members, friends that are obviously not in the area, could never come to our office, uh, and you just want you know share the information, by all means, you can go to Spotify or iTunes, or podcast via iTunes, and literally um, download this show or any other shows we've done in the past. So uh, again, want to remind you, we do have a dinner coming up on February 12th at 6.30 p.m. at Basil's in Troy. Again, it's a free dinner opportunity to to come listen and, and, and learn about what we do, how we do it, and how you can actually implement a different approach at health that, you know, is focused on natural means of prevention rather than drugs and surgery or to mask symptoms in some cases, right? So if that is you, uh, you're interested, you're kind of intrigued as to what it is that we do, how we do it, and what you need to do to not become a statistic like my mom did being diagnosed with cancer, then by, by all means, come and, and learn. And obviously, we're all about teaching people preventative medicine uh, and natural alternatives to to medicine so you can actually be there 10, 20, 30 years for the people you love and care about. So again, if, you wanna, if you're interested in coming to that dinner, our dinner is on February 12th 
Monday evening, 6.30 p.m. at Basil's in Troy. It is free. You can text the word DINNER to 937-552-7364. And then one of our team members will capture information. And then you can come by yourself. You can bring up to four family members or friends, kids, 13 and older. Uh, but typically it's just, you know, friends, coworkers, you know, et cetera, to come listen to this message. So uh, talking about tech neck, if you're just joining us, I've been talking about, ne- you know, neck pain, forehead posture, tech neck, technology neck, uh, and how that affects people. Uh, in the last couple of segments, I talked about the normal position of the spine, again, especially of the neck. If you're just joining us, just a quick recap. You're If you're looking at somebody from, you know, uh, straight on looking at their eyes, you you should notice that their head is straight ahead. Their nose is pointing towards you. Their head is not tilted to one side or the other. It's not rotated. Uh, the head should be directly above their sternum, like their, their actual, you know, their chin, their actual nose. Um, all that should be directly uh, in line with the sternum, right? So that is the front to back location of the neck and the head, right? From the side, the ear um, should be directly over the shoulder. So if it's forward, that is called forehead posture. Uh, and obviously that's what I was talking about in the last segment about how that forehead posture happens. Muscles get tight. They try to bring your head back, causes a myriad of different actual symptoms such as, you know, trigger points, neck pain, soreness, tightness, headaches, uh, tingling down the arms, you know, to the fingertips. Also, you know, ringing in the ears, uh, blurred vision, a ton of other issues as well. Right. So, that is what we talked about so far. So then now I want to talk about how the whole nerve and tingling down the arms happens and how also over time, if left unattended, Technico eventually become can become surgical, right? And you're probably like, well, what are you talking about? How does that happen? So simple. So if you're sitting in front of a computer, uh, that's a lot of people do that. That's the only reason I use that example so freely. But if you're sitting in front of a computer, And, um, you know, you're sitting there with the keyboard, mouse, you know, headset to minimize, you know, having to tilt your head to hold the phone on your your shoulder, etc. And um, you are staring at the screen. First hour, you probably, when you sit down, your knees are at 90 degree angle. Your your trunk to your hips are 90 degree angle, right? Like your waist right there. And then you're sitting straight up. Your head is actually like, you know... Um, directly over your shoulders and you're looking straight ahead and elbows are bent at 90 degrees and you're in a great comfortable position. So then an hour goes by, take your little quick break, go to the bathroom, come back, continue working. Second hour is here, around an hour and 20 minutes, hour and 30 minutes in, you then uh, start slouching. So instead of sitting nice and straight up, um, then what happens is that you lean back on the backrest of your chair. So that is going to break that hip 90-degree angle. I know you're like, well, Dr. Juan, I talk, we were talking about the neck. What are you talking about the hips for? So, so follow follow me and you know, uh, listen to this whole scenario because it's going to make a lot of sense as to why I'm going through this. So that 90-degree hip angle is going to be lost, right? So you're leaning back on the back of your chair, right? So it feels comfortable. You know, you're not as your muscles are not as engaged. You're not as fatigued. You're okay. I feel more comfortable now. So you continue rolling. But what that did is that actually put you, your upper torso, back towards that chair. So then, what happens if you really think about it? Your head, if it were to stay, if you're looking straight ahead and you don't move your head, right, and you lean back on a chair, your head is actually going to go back with the rest of the upper body. And what happens is that your eyes, if you keep your head nice and straight. 
and don't move it, like you're frozen in time, and then you lean back, what happens is that you start look. I actually did it. <laughs> Literally, you start looking at your eyesight, your your focus, instead of being in front of you, like the computer in front of you, as you lean back, your actual eyesight is going to be going higher and higher and higher. So for that reason, then, now you must tilt your head down and forward, even though the upper back portion is actually leaning back. So right there, you just created forehead posture because you're leaning back with the upper back, you know, your upper body, leaning back on a chair. Obviously, you're not going to race the monitor up to meet where your eyes are actually now landing with ease. So what happens is that you bring your head down, and then as you bring your head down, your gaze and the point of focus is going to be obviously the computer. But what you're doing is actually reducing the curve in your neck and then protruding your head forward so you can actually see the information in the actual computer and continue to work, right? So that's when it starts. That's literally how it starts. Then now what happens is that those muscles that hold your head in place start becoming fatigued because they're not in a natural position. So you got to remember we're created to be efficient in when it comes to energy, right? So if you're standing straight up, and your spine is in alignment, like that takes very little, if you know, energy uh, from the muscles because the bones are shaped in a certain way for a reason. They kind of interlock. They kind of hold you up. It's kind of when you stand like they're like effortless. You don't you don't feel like you're spending any energy, right? People that can't do that will tell you it's, like, it's actually exhausting for them to stand. If it's exhausting for you to stand for like 20, 30 minutes uh, without pain and without like shifting your body weight back and forth, it's, it's like if it's hard for you to like stand still, move around a little bit, and then stand still again for like 5 to 10, 15, 20 minutes, um, then you are actually misaligned because what's happening is that the muscles, ligaments, and tendons are becoming fatigued to the point that it sends a message to your brain saying, hey, you need to move me because I'm going to start actually uh, you know, overstretching or overexpanding or overtightening, and it's going to be detrimental, so shift your weight. And then you, like, get this urge to, like, I have to move. I don't know. I don't know why. I just feel stiff. I got to move. So you move, right? So then now, like, it, you, you go from that nice posture sitting. Again, there's a proper posture for sitting. Knees are at 90. The, the, the hips are at 90. And then you lean back. That 90 degree became, like, 100, 105, 110, right? Um, so now you're leaning back, and you lose that proper position. Now the... Muscles have to engage because you're no longer in that natural, ease, efficient position. As you do that, muscles get tight. Then trigger points are kind of typically the first. Muscle tightness is number one. The next thing that happens is that the ligaments start becoming stretched. And then the muscles, because they're in communication with your entire body uh, and the brain and nerves, they say, hey, you know what? Like that ligament is actually getting kind of too lax. Uh, if it gets even more lax, it's going to damage the nerves. So I'm going to tighten down to hold, kind of keep a hold on this so it doesn't, you know, sever the nerve. So then that's when you start feeling like trigger points. And then the problem is that whenever you lose that curve in the neck and your head goes forward, you start putting abnormal pressure on the actual disc. And that's when the myriad of actual other issues start. You start putting pressure on that disc, and that's why last week I talked about herniated disc and bulging disc, right? So if you haven't heard that show, go back and listen to it. But that disc starts getting compressed. So, again, I talked about the jelly donut. I won't talk about jelly donuts all that much today because I don't want to make you hungry again like I did last week if you were listening for two weeks in a row. So literally the jelly donut starts getting compressed. You're not flattening it out completely, but it's actually compressed. When that happens, that you start – 
wearing away at the actual outside of that disc. That disc becomes irritated, becomes weaker, and then eventually over time, it kind of breaks a little bit or bulges out. That's what a bulge is. And then if it breaks and like some of the jelly comes out, then that's a herniation, right? So then that starts happening. But again, don't be fooled. You don't have to have a herniation or a, bul or a bulge to have tingling and numbness down the arms because what happens is that the muscles are tight. The discs are getting compressed. There's little muscles between the vertebra that actually also do their job. And then also the area is getting irritated, so there's inflammation in that area. So then that starts putting pressure on the nerves. Those nerves then start actually acting weird, uh, this thing called paresthesia. So you start getting numbness, tingling, um, just weird sensations on, on the nerves going down the arms. It might be one arm, might be the other arm, it might be both arms at the same time. It might be, you know, some fingers, three fingers, two fingers on one hand, et cetera, et cetera. So that is how that happens. All because you stood or sat incorrectly over time, causing your body to not be able to obviously rely on its own interlocking efficient system to keep you upright. So now you're like, okay, great. So what does that mean to me? That means to you that you have to do something to mitigate these problems, right? Because again, if you keep down, down the road and let's say that you don't do anything different, you're then going to end up with discs that are actually flatter. So instead of a thick jelly donut, it'll be closer to the thick pancake. Eventually, the bones will start growing more bone, which is called arthritis. Step one of arthritis is misalignment, by the way. Uh, misalignment is step one. Step two is degeneration. So you start getting you know, reduction in this space. Bone starts growing more bone as the bone is trying to interlock with the bone of the vertebra below or above. And then the interlock and eventually self-fuse, right? So that is what happens over time. The problem is that, yes, like you might not feel the bone growing, but what you'll feel is those nerves being affected by the bones and the inflammation and the disc and the muscles being tight. So this is why in the next segment, I'm going to give you a couple of tips, a couple of exercises that you can actually do to stretch those muscles out. Obviously, I get it. It's really hard to be in the proper 100% perfect posture all the time. Uh, so let's say even if you get out of that proper posture, it's really important to understand what you need to do once you get back in the proper posture to continue to motivate those muscles, ligaments, and tendons to stay nice and strong to hold you in the proper position. So I have to take a quick break here. You're listening to Living the Full Life on 1290-957-WHIO, Dances and Talk. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic, 1290 and 957-WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Juan Fernandez, and this is Living the Full Life, where we talk about your health and how to achieve it to the fullest. As always, I want to remind you, you can find us on Facebook at Full Life Chiropractic. Find us on the internet at AskDrJuan.com. Find us by calling our office at 937 552 you can press option two if you want to talk to one of our team members. If not, you can simply text that number. Again, 937-552-7364. Uh, just another reminder, we do have a dinner coming up on February 12th, 6.30 p.m. at Basil and Troy. If you're interested in coming to that dinner, it's a free event. You listen, you learn, you apply. If it makes sense to you, make an appointment. If it does not, you leave, and you leave there with a belly full of food. Nonetheless, if you're interested in coming to that dinner, the dinner is on the 12th of February, Monday night, 6.30 p.m. at Bezos and Troy. And you can text the word DINNER to 937-552-7364. You can come by yourself or bring up to four of your family 
friends, et cetera, colleagues from work, and listen to what we have to say about health and how to achieve it naturally. So uh, coming back from the, sh- from the break here, back to the show, talking about neck pain, forehead posture, and tech neck. So one of the last things I want to do is I want to go over what you can do to actually, um, you know, improve that forehead posture. So uh, the last thing I want to cover is forehead posture. So again, your head starts protruding forward. That ear goes forward from the shoulder. So if you look at somebody from the side, that ear should be directly over the shoulder. That ear starts protruding forward, telling me that your head is forward. Again, you put pressure on the disc, the nerves, muscles get tight. You start degenerating, right? So that forehead posture is one of those top things that we look for when we actually x-ray our patients in our office. And that's also the number one thing we're trying to reduce in our practice. So for every 10 millimeters of forehead translation, that's an extra 10 pounds of pressure on the disc in the vertebra in the neck. So again, you have, let's say, 39 millimeters of forehead translation, so almost 40, right? You're looking at an extra 40 pounds of pressure on the anterior portion of the actual disc, again, deteriorating that disc and over time causing degeneration. So uh, so what do you do about it, Dr. Juan? What do you do? So the first thing you want to do is actually start, um, instead of protruding your head forward, you want to retract your head backwards, right? So that's the first exercise that you can do. Again, disclaimer, you know, talk to your doctor, all that good stuff, right? Obviously, these are recommendations. You can find them online, right? But you want to do chin tucks, right? So you want to bring, you want to sit up nice and straight and on your break, you know, take about, you know, five, five to 10, 10 minutes or maybe two to three minutes, right? Sit up nice and straight. And you're not going to do this whole, the whole time, but what you're going to do is you're going to put your head backwards, right? And it's almost like, <laughs> I guess you can call it, it's like almost like you put through your head backwards to try to create like a double chin, right? Like people are like, oh, I got double chin, right? So essentially this is what you're doing. Bring your head back because that's causing those muscles that are uh, deep in the neck to actually strengthen to hold your neck back in proper position. So you're going to do that. You're going to actually bring your head back. Another way to do it is actually stand up against the wall. Uh, your heels touch like, you know, the baseboard and then your shoulders and everything, and you're standing straight up. And then if you notice if your head is forward, you want to do is your the back of your head won't touch the wall. The goal is to get your head to touch the wall and then slowly bring your head back straight, you know, keep your eyes straight and everything straight and bring your head back little by little until your head hits the, the, the wall. If you have significant forehead posture, you're probably not going to be able to do that anytime soon or ever because obviously your spine is so out of alignment, right? But definitely want to do those chin tucks, bringing the head back and holding that position for five to 10 seconds. If this stuff starts burning, tingling, whatever, obviously stop. And then literally you need to go see a doctor because you have bigger issues. But again, if you're not having any severe pain other than like muscles are sore and like, man, like I haven't used that muscle in 17,000 years, then probably obviously the reason why you should do those more often, probably, you know, 10 to 15 seconds, five to 10 seconds, somewhere around that time frame, once to twice a day, maybe three times a day at most. Uh, if you overdo it, you will have soreness and tightness and obviously tenderness and eventually cause more problems. So definitely be aware of that, right? And then the other exercise is going to be similar to the chin tuck, but instead of tucking the chin, then I want you to look up towards the ceiling and bring your shoulder blades back and try to touch your shoulder blades around the back and bring up. That's going to literally engage your whole posterior kinetic chain to hold your shoulders back 
and your head back to restore that curve and try to improve that forehead posture. Some of you do these exercises, you're like, hey, I don't know what else to do. You would be a good candidate to get checked at a chiropractic office, whether ours or somebody else's because you live too far from here. But figuring out via x-ray how much forehead posture you have and then obviously getting rehab along with chiropractic care to fix that. So, folks, I am out of time. Thank you so much for joining us. You're listening to Living the Full Life on 1290-957 WHIO Dances and Talk. The power's on, the body heals. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk.